Welcome to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo, your podcast for all things holistic health and wellness from a Christian worldview. Well, hello and good day to you. It is great to be back. It's good. It's so good. <laughs> I know it's, it's probably awkward because you guys hear us every week, but we come in, you know, monthly. So sometimes it's, you know, four or five weeks between when we get a chance to come in and record some of these. So it's been a hot second, but for you, it's been just seven days. So we're excited. Or maybe you're binge, you're binge listening and it's been only, you know, 20 minutes since you last heard our intro, but it's good to be back. Yes, it is. And today's topic actually was another one that came in by request. So we're going to dive into the, the deep topic of mental health today. Oh, wow. This is a very, a very deep conversation. And I, I kind of want to put a disclaimer out there in the beginning. You know, we're, we're not psychologists. My wife and I were both chiropractors, and we don't have any specific training in this area. Again, our, our hope is to focus on biblical principles and, and how your physical health is able to really improve your mental health. Yeah, just a lot of correlations and a lot of data and science that we have to suggest that your external factors really do play a major role in your mental health. Absolutely. So I kind of felt like I had a little bit of a leg up in this area, just in terms of training for gymnastics. So incredibly early. So literally a leg up. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, literally a leg up in my sport. One of my biggest principles my coach would always teach us is that you have to take your thoughts captive and they would teach you specific ways and thought patterns to think. Like if you're on balance beam, you can never think don't fall, don't fall, because your brain doesn't hear the word don't and all it registers is fall, fall, fall. And you're focusing on this negative. And so really from an early, early age, we really had to focus on what are you hoping to accomplish? And that is the only thing that's allowed in your mind is the visualized outcome that you're looking for. This is something actually that's really true in, in any sport, really. I know I'm, a, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an avid golfer, but as a, as a amateur, a very, very amateur golfer, I've heard it said a lot of times in a lot of different training videos and posts I've seen, you know, don't say, don't slice it right. Don't, don't hit it in the water. It's, again, if you fix it and where you don't want it to go, you're, you tend to do that. Even I just did a motorcycle training weekend and they kept saying, don't look at the, at the obstacle you're trying to avoid. Look past it. Because if you look at it, you will tend to go and turn into what you're looking at and what you focus on. Yep. So it's true in so many different facets of life. And over time too, you create, you create neural grooves in your brain and it's a process called neuroplasticity. And Love when you're it. constantly focusing on a certain outcome, whether it's one that's desired or not, it becomes a habitual pattern that your brain will take. And so, for example, if you are training, it's why it's so important to focus on the desired outcome because over time, especially when you hit the pressure of competition or you're in a different environment, your brain is going to revert back to the training that you've put it through and how to think. Now, the good news is you can totally change neuroplasticity. It takes a lot of effort and time but it's not something that's set in stone. It's something you can totally work towards. Well, and this is something that we've talked about too in the past, like whether, whether it's, you know, you're talking about your physical health or your weight or getting, you know, losing weight, getting healthier, getting fit, being more active. As you just said, our body craves, we crave patterns. We crave, I mean, even watching our daughter grow right now. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. she's now over a year and a half. She's speaking in full sentences, which is really crazy. The other day, I had her first full <laughs> okay, sentence. Okay, only one sentence, and but it still, was, I want snacks. <laughs> it's a full sentence. That's, still, that's, that's three, three different words that went together that made sense. And she's, she loves to get up, and she asks for her socks and for a certain shirt and for her bunny. I mean, she knows and she patterns her day on, okay, I get up, I ask for these things, we go, we go to the park, we go to this, we see this. When I go to bed, I get this sound machine turned on. I get my sleep sack. I get a diaper change. She she knows what's going on. And so our bodies, 
we, we're hardwired to crave and to to run off of mm-hmm. this expected outcome. We know what to expect, and that's why that neuroplasticity is so important. Because if you don't understand that, you can get just lost in this giant wash of just going with the flow and your body just expects things and, and again mental health specifically mm-hmm. if you don't get out of that pattern of mental mentally mm-hmm. controlling or mentally being aware of what you think it can really really throw you off and all of a sudden yeah. you're down this rabbit hole of anxiety depression it almost controls you if you does. don't control your thoughts absolutely and your thoughts ultimately control your actions right i mean i know we were using a sports analogy of don't fall don't fall your thoughts are going to control the action that occurs and the action that you habitually do becomes your lifestyle, right? When it's accumulated together, all of those behaviors become your average lifestyle. And so when we say take your thoughts captive, scripture is so powerful in being able to change our hearts and our minds and how we think. And so if you really need a good place to start, scripture is what ultimately changes the heart of a man. But we're going to give you some factors health-wise that are entirely within your control. Although if you're feeling like it's out of your control, really it's a process that you need to submit to the Lord and to dive into scripture and prayer if you're feeling like the issue is deeper than what we're sharing today. And being able to, to, to seek out a professional who is a psychologist, who is a therapist. There's some amazing people in that world that can help bring to light things that even we can't on this podcast. Like I said, we're, we're, yes. not, we're not psychiatrists, we're not, we're not therapists, but we do have a good handle on, I think, uh, the discipline that goes into controlling what thoughts go into your head and how you how you hold those captive. So that's what we're speaking from. But yeah, the first one, the first thing that is in your control is so huge. It's your diet. I, I, again, you're gonna, it's going to sound like a broken record if you listen to a lot of our podcasts, but really what you put into your body really is linked and, and, and is directly correlated to the outcomes of your life, whether that's mental, physical, emotional health. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what you eat dictates how much inflammation is in your body, right? If you're eating something that your body can't process or it's too processed and your body can't doesn't want to deal with it, it creates an inflammatory response. And inflammation is linked with tons of stuff that deal with, with mental health like depression, anxiety, fatigue, increased uh, C-reactive protein, which is also associated with psychological distress and depression. It's known to affect your sleep, your metabolism, uh, the stress response, and cognitive thinking which all influence your mental health. It does. And I think when people think of the kind of common saying, you are what you eat, they really are thinking like, oh, if you eat fat, you're fat. And that's so not true to many, many. I Mm. eat a lot of fat. We eat a very high fat diet. It is what you eat, the quality of what you eat. If your body does not recognize that, it influences the hormones and the chemicals that your body produces. It makes up your very tissues. And if you don't have tissues that are made up of recognizable ingredients, right, in what you're eating, your body can't take that and function on a cellular level how God has designed it to. Mm. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kay Seppo. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can reach out to the Daily Well Podcast on our website, myhopefm.net. Just click podcast. And some of you guys, you obviously can't see us, but I'm wa- I'm watching my wife talk about that. She goes up on her tippy toe. She gets so excited. I get she, so passionate. She gets about so passionate. This. <laughs> this is an area that again we we've talked about, but it's again you should go listen to some of our other other um, podcasts. I think we did one on on just healthy eating and diet and just how important it is. It all starts again there. And so if you want some key foods really to avoid. Here's a kind of a recap of what we've talked about in the past, but you really want to avoid seed oils or excess foods that are high uh, in omega-6, trans fats, sugar, highly processed foods, specifically grains and meats, 
margarine, alcohol, all these things, really, the further away from how it's found in nature it gets, the less you should be consuming it. That's just the simple way of putting it. And it's not saying you can't have cookies or things every once in a while, but really, if your diet consists of things that are found in bags or packaged goods that can be shelf-stable for months at a time, probably not the best to have that be the majority of your of your diet. Yeah. And then if you're like my husband and you want some foods that you can enjoy and foods that you should really focus on, including an abundance in your diet, because he's very much into what can I have? Like, what can I overindulge on, right? Like We just talked about that. Don't, don't yeah, focus on what def- you can't. If you focus on what you can't have and you're like, oh, I can't have this and this and this and this, you're going to feel like you can't eat anything. So one of the superfoods that God has given humanity is fatty fish, and it's really high in omega-3s. And just as Andrew was saying that you want to avoid a lot of the seed oils, like rapeseed, cottonseed, sunflower seed, those are really high in omega-6. And the Lord has designed our bodies to have a specific balance between omega-3s and 6s. And when that gets out of balance, a lot of free radicals in your body begin to form, and that is what degrades a lot of our tissues. Now, for those of you that that don't understand, what's a free radical, Kate? Let's let's break it down a little bit more. It is an ion that isn't bound that can degrade your tissues. So when you hear like, oh, antioxidants are really good, it helps bind the molecules that could otherwise wreak havoc on your body and make sure that they're in a usable form for your cells and tissues. And a lot of antioxidants are high in colorful fruits and vegetables, which is why, again, you can get back into like eating, eating the rainbow, eating a colorful palette uh, on your plate. It's really important because you have different kind of nutrients that make up the different hues that often are shown in you know blueberries, raspberries, mm-hmm. strawberries, that kind of stuff. That's why it's really important to kind of eat the rainbow, you know. Just not Skittles. Yeah, Skittles say taste the rainbow. We don't want to just taste, we want to eat the rainbow. Yes. So fatty fish, things like salmon, mackerel, herring are awesome. If you need some more vegetarian options, things like flax seeds, chia seeds, and walnuts are excellent choices as well. And then also making sure that you choose really high quality fats like pastured butter, good olive oil, coconut oil, and like Andrew was just saying, eat a lot of antioxidant rich foods. And that does come from a lot of produce, but don't neglect herbs and spices as well because those are also really powerful nutrition as well as very tasty. They taste so good. They do. You love that was, spices. That was, that was my thing. I'm, I'm a big flavor guy, and we're seeing that my daughter has she the same. She too, man. She has the same taste as me. I mean, it's got to be big and bold. I don't like just making something with a little bit of a pinch of salt. It might give me some turmeric, give me some paprika, give me some cumin, give me give me some garlic. Paprika. I need, I, yeah, I said I said paprika. Oh, I, I missed it. Sorry. Or if you're if you're <laughs> our, one of our British folks, paprika. You know, that's got to make sure you say it right. No, but yeah, that's an easy way. There's usually next to no calories in in or spices and herbs. I love that. So you can it's a calorie free way to add lots of flavor. They're not really produced especially if you get them from a good quality source. It's just, it's nice to have that. So. A lot of herbs are easy to grow too. I mean, it's just, you can put them on your windowsill and add a ton of nutrition and flavor for like no cost. All right, so we focus on our diet and that's the first thing that really you can control that are physical factors and to help out with your mental health. The second one, which again, is no surprise to any of you guys, again, told you, it's gonna sound like a broken record, exercise. It's no secret that regular exercise is known to be a huge benefit to our mental health and helps decrease symptoms of depression and anxiety. If you're in a season of high stress or high anxiety, I would opt for a more calming style workout like stretching or walking or Pilates, low impact things. Yep. Um, if you're something that's struggling with feeling more sluggish or depressive, you want to get your, your heart rate up, push your body, maybe do some more high intensity interval training, some hit training, some running, some sprints, stairs, that kind of stuff. Prove to yourself that your body is capable of doing hard things. And this is something that I think even Kate talked about earlier when you're training 
on a regular basis and your body is required to do hard things, you don't get ca- you can't get caught up in what you can't do because if you do, you won't be able to, to, to push through that. So it kind of comes full circle. If you, if you think you can't, you won't. If you think you can, you will, and you'll be surprised at how much you can do. And, and it's, it's, it's a really kind of a, a beautiful uh, cycle in that, in that way. And I know, like we said, if you need, if you're in a season of needing more of a calming workout, just note that going for a walk and stretching and getting mobility or going for a light bike ride, your body still craves that type of movement. And you really want to counteract the cortisol and the high stress environment that your body is already under by not putting too much undue stress on it, but just giving it enough movement and mobility to give yourself the health benefits of the exercise without, you know, breaking down your body more. Versus if you are needing more high intensity movements, right, you're feeling sluggish, you maybe are more in that depressive state. Just know that as hard as it is to start, you will feel so much better the minute you start. Andrew and I always joke, I sometimes have to like pull him with me to get him to get started. (laughs) But once he's going, he will outlast me almost every time. And so it's just one of those kind of psychological humps that he has to get over of like, I'm going to start. And once he gets motivated, it kind of snowballs from there. Yeah. I'm a guy like, I I don't like getting off the couch because it's really comfy. But when I do, I know I'll push myself. And so... Yeah, it's 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 a challenge. So but. just make a start is all we're saying there. If it feels overwhelming, just put one foot in front of the other and do something. The third tip is to get out in nature. And I know that this is not a radical idea, but like most of these things, God has designed your body to function in a certain way. And as simple as these ideas seem, our society has gotten so far from how God has really intended us to, to live. And being outside in nature a, and with an abundance of time outside in the sunshine, breathing fresh air, we just we haven't done that a lot. We tend to work indoors, go home to be indoors, watch TV indoors, cook indoors. We do everything indoors. And so to make an intentional effort to get outside, maybe do your exercise outside or eat dinner outside, go for a walk on your lunch break, have a picnic at lunch. Going outside to get fresh air and the early sunlight to help set your circadian rhythm first thing in the morning can be a wonderful thing to kind of help even balance your sleep which then affects how your body rejuvenates, repairs cellularly, and ultimately affects your mental health, is a really great place to start, too. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it gets you, sometimes we, we feel very isolated indoors. And this kind of even leads into our fourth point, which is why mm-hmm. it's good to be with people, and that's community. The fourth thing that you can do physically for your mental health is to be with people. Life is better together. Humans, we are intrinsically designed and hardwired for social interaction. I would like to say some of us are hardwired for more social interaction than others. <laughs> that, that, that is true. That, again, this is again the caveat with all, everything we're saying today is there is no cookie cutter approach to health. Right? Yes. This is gonna this is gonna hit each of you a little bit differently because you might some of it, you might be really physically healthy. You might be exercising on a regular basis, but you find that maybe you're you're not really finding good community. And some of you might, might be in a great church, have great small groups, do life together, but you're maybe maybe not so hot on the physical activity level. And that's okay. We're all in different spaces, but we're just kind of giving an overview. But yeah, I mean, we're not all the same at <laughs> the same level or same desire for community. Uh, but, but we all need it. We are intrinsically designed and hardwired to have that, right? Our, our, our happy level of social interaction is going to be different 
but it's one of the most powerful correlative factors of depression and anxiety that most people experience. Many people feel isolated and they tend to spiral from that and that leads to an inward dive and you feel even more and more isolated. So committing to joining something like a Bible study, inviting people over to your house for maybe a meal uh, or for a game night, finding a workout buddy, you can combine some of these and mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool. Again, you can say, hey, we're gonna have a, I'm going to have a healthy meal prepared. One, because it makes you look like a better host. <laughs> and two, because I'm knocking two of these out at once. I'm having a really good diet and I'm being with people. Maybe you do it outside and have a picnic outside. You're knocking out three. Maybe you go for a walk beforehand. You're knocking out all four <laughs> or the first four. Aren't you ambitious today? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, again, don't make this any harder than it has to be. Be smart. Make smart choices. You can really intentionally say, hey, once a week we're going to go eat a, a, a back or a picnic or, or, or a, you know, a snack you know, lunch type thing outside somewhere mm-hmm. at our favorite spot. Get and a just coffee, you know. Get, get a coffee. <laughs> That's go. the way to my heart. <laughs> Kate, so when we started dating, and even into our early marriage, and still to today, whenever we travel or we drive somewhere, it's more than like two or three hours. My wife always says, I need two things. I need at least an hour long walk, an hour outside, and I need a good coffee. So we always find a good coffee <laughs> shop, and usually we go for a stroll, you know, wherever, whatever city we stop in. So we find a little park and get outside. It's, it's just, if you create these habitual patterns and you just do it, don't even think about it anymore. We're gonna, oh, we're going to stop and whenever we get gas, we're going to find a good coffee shop, make it a fun thing for your kids to find when we go, hey, we're going to stop in this next big city. You know, let's find a, a spot that looks really good and, and, and decide what we want. So, yeah. And our fifth and final tip for this particular podcast is a tech detox. And I don't think anyone's unaware that there is a correlation between depression and social media usage, especially the younger you are, the higher that risk is going to be. And so if you find yourself spiraling mentally, it really is time to just ditch the tech for a season. And that's not to say that there are not a lot of wonderful uses for technology, and it has brought us a lot of benefits as a society. You're currently listening to this on tech. So yes, yes, like we're yes. so grateful for technology, but you have to really watch your mental health with the usage that you're experiencing, especially when you're on things like Instagram and Facebook, looking at highlight reels of people's life if you're feeling in a low season. And so there are little things we do in our life just to kind of protect and barricade against that. Like we have a time set aside each night that the phones go off, they go on airplane mode, we kill the Wi-Fi. Um, It's time to just snuggle up with a good book, refresh with the Lord, refresh with each other as in our marriage and go to bed early. So what you've heard is you don't want to come stay at our house if you're... If you're <laughs> I will say my mom was just staying at the house last night and I killed the Wi-Fi in the middle of her show and I didn't know it. She was in her bedroom watching TV and apparently she said, oh, Caitlin, how dare you t- turn off the Wi-Fi? Yes. Again, um, that's it, the, it's a habit for us. This is an example of where you can get to. We're not expecting you to do that all at once, right? Maybe, maybe you start off in small doses by saying, hey, we're going to get off our phones by... 8.30. Getting our phones out of the room was the first step we ever took. Yeah. And we kind of, well, now our Wi-Fi router is right on the other side of our bedroom and wall. And so it's just really important to us that we kill that at night just so that we're not experiencing the effects of that for, you know, eight, nine hours while we're And we're sleeping. not tempted to get on our computer and watch a show or something like that. Yeah. Yep. It yeah. just, it really helps us to revitalize our minds, get good sleep and spend some time with one another. Yeah. So here's a, here's just a recap again, factors that you can really control in your life that will affect your mental health. First one, again, diet, making sure you're decreasing the inflammatory response by eating a healthy diet. Two, exercise. Again, finding what's right for you. If you're somebody who, who who's high anxiety, finding a calming exercise. If you're somebody who's super lethargic and maybe depressed and uh, you need to get something that gets your heartbeat up, you know, a little more of a hit, 
kind of thing. Three, get out in nature. It's beautiful. It helps you kind of just find your center. It helps mm-hmm. you find Jesus and, and his beauty. Uh, four, community. Get with people that are life-giving. And five, just finding time away from a technology. We hope this was encouraging to you guys. It certainly is a challenge, and it's a journey that we're on. We're not perfect, but again, like we said, uh, take this with a grain of salt. Find what, what, what what's important and what maybe resounds with you, and uh, try it out. Again, if you have any questions, reach out. We love talking about this. This was a recommended topic by a couple people, and we know it's it's a really big um, it impacts a lot of people in our country today. So we hope this was a blessing to you guys. And uh, yeah, we're excited to, to, to keep on keep it on. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. We pray that you're able to take a piece of information back to use for your health journey. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can at myhopefm.net. Just click podcast.